Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Arrow on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Arrow on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. So, John. Yes. This week. On Slade Returns. Slade Returns. Dude, that was incredible. It was. It was incredible. The name of the episode was called The Return. Yeah, so do you think it was talking about... Uh, there's a lot of returns that happened I don't know, it was talking about all of them. It's, it's talking about all of them. Oliver's return to Starling City. Uh, Slade's return to the show. Yep. Uh, what other returns? Uh, did they get their tax returns? <laughs> I think they could have. <laughs> Maybe. I, I thought I saw Slade get some mail out of that tree yeah on the island um so that was a big thing that happened to this episode and that was i loved that we went back to the island and there were all these like crazy traps yeah and that oliver had apparently set <laughs> himself yeah yeah that was really fun i really loved this episode man on multiple levels number one like well we saw we get basically um we saw the island which we haven't really seen very much this season um really haven't seen because we because it's not in the flashbacks and so like i forgot how how i think i just stole your water by the way and so here's mine that i hadn't opened no no mine's mine's over here did i have two waters yeah uh, i have yeah i I, I don't know (laughs) i've got two waters guys the island has not been a part of the season as much. Right. And I forgot how large of a role it played in previous seasons, but yeah. I, I felt really good to be back there. Well, I love it's a beautiful set. Like it's yeah. a, it's really it or, plays really or well. Location. Location, I don't think that's what set. I mean. But it plays really beautifully on the TV. Like it just yeah. looks good. Um and it's really fun to have the natural setting because we spent so much time in the city yeah. and in the, the urban setting and doing a lot of action there that it was nice to have some actual action on you know, in a natural place. Like the Corto Maltese, I think is the only thing that we've really had outside of Starling city and, or the, uh, I guess the, the Shanghai kind of Chinese setting, um, that is going on in the, the flashbacks. So. Yeah. Like, uh, I also, um, really liked the way that the, um, flashbacks played in this episode. I felt like they were more relevant than they have been all season. Um, if I was going to, you know, um, if I was going to point out a flaw in this season so far, it'd be the fact that, these backstory um, flashbacks do not feel like they relate to the main story at all. Like we may be building to a point that will, but like episode by episode, they don't correlate most of the time. And if they do, it's really, really loose. Yeah. And it's, it almost seems like something that we could do like in one episode, like mm. where this is the story, the flashbacks uh, are a story that if you just removed them from all the uh, the episodes this season and put them into their own episode, yeah. that it would be a really fun episode and it'd be really cool. But it's they break the pace a little bit of what's going on in the in the current timeline. Mm-hmm. Throughout this season, a little yeah. bit, like it just it doesn't maintain that pace, and yeah. uh, and while I appreciate the fact that they're there, I don't necessarily know if we need them anymore. Yeah. Um, but this week it was really fun to see. It was really mm-hmm. fun to see him interact. Well, not really interact, but observe what's going on, so that he wasn't completely in a uh, in isolation, right? Uh, not knowing what's going on with his family and his right. friends um, on the island. Um, it, I was I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't get to see uh, Moira again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love whenever whenever she shows up on the show um and it, it's been you know ever since last season whenever slade killed her uh it it's kind of you know i've missed her and so yeah. i was i was kind of waiting for that moment but it was nice to see tommy again right i like 
I wanted to see Moira, but then I didn't. Like, if I if we see Moira again in a flashback, I want it to be more consequential than just showing up like where she's in the background. Because obviously Oliver wasn't going to run into her. He wasn't going to converse with her. He wasn't going to talk with her. Right. And if we're going to bring her back in some way in a flashback, I want it to be um, to hold some weight. Yeah. And you know, like Tommy, we've seen Tommy before in some flashbacks. Yeah. And so, like, you know, it, it's cool. Yeah, it's always good good to see Tommy. Um, yeah. But like. I don't think he necessarily holds weight. You don't see him like, okay, what is he going to say? This is going to be an important plot point. You know, you don't hear any of that. This is the thing, though. Like, we did take a step back to, like, the first season and even part of the second season um, of Arrow where Starling City and the world kind of operated under the um, the rules that they set up in the first season in terms of, like, okay, the queens are rich and they have access to all these people. They have all these friends. They have this front to keep up. Like they have this image. Yeah. And I kind of do miss all that. Like I miss the fact their house. I miss you know that they you know like go to these do these parties. And I miss you know like you know Tommy and like all that kind of stuff. I kind of miss that dynamic. Yeah. And it's interesting to 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 think about where we began and to to be self referential like that. Where it's like now we can go back and go. Oh, I remember this and I remember that. So it's. It shows that the the show has a lot of history mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of weight to to what's going on. Yeah. Um, and it tells me maybe in a couple of seasons, maybe we're we're saying, oh man, remember whenever they used to, you know, yeah. be at, at Thea's apartment and right. whenever Oliver had that fight with her. So um, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, like it's just different. It's you're right. It's very different, and I really like the the first season and things. So I just you know, I don't know. Yeah, talking about the depth, like I think that was. Uh, illustrated by Diggles, was it his his brother or yeah. brother-in-law? It's his brother. brother. It's the one that died. Whichever yeah. one died. Because, yeah. Okay, yeah, because that was going to be his sister-in-law. Yep. Okay, yeah. So, like, and that's, like, a first season reference. Yeah. You know, like, and they didn't even, like, really reference it. Like, they was just kind of there. So if you knew that that's what happened and who that guy is, that that's what's yeah. going on. And so, like, that was just really cool. It's just like, man, this show does have a lot of depth. Yeah. Like, a lot of things they can pull from. Yeah. And in a lot of places that the story can go, too. Um I liked the the side by side where Laurel and Quentin were both kind of fighting in both timelines. Like they were both mm. angry at each other and both bumping heads mm-hmm. in both timelines. And that was a really cool mm-hmm. uh, parallel yeah. to have, especially from the point of like from we did a lot of transitions from gravestone to gravestone. Yeah. Um, and so that was a really cool through line as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, the Quentin story, everything that he had to say to Laurel spot on right completely well, accurate it was kind of um, and pretty fair too last week you know whenever she told him he just kind of broke down which honestly would be the correct choice and now he's more in the i'm angry at you for not telling me stage which honestly like i would be too like yeah. i don't not i don't blame him no. you know because and that's what, what i'm we can touch on this a little bit later um but i'm i'm glad that a lot of these things are coming out and yeah. a lot of these like i'm tired of um, these characters keeping these secrets that don't need to be kept and that yeah. it's better if they just come out. Yeah, it sucks right now because he's going to be mad at her for not telling him. Yeah. If she just told him a long time ago, none of that would have happened. But And she probably, she wouldn't have had to bear that burden all by herself and yeah. wouldn't have, have had all the emotional problems she had. Well, and and now it's basically she's ruined her relationship with her father yeah. at, at this moment anyway. Like, I mean, I don't see this getting a lot better anytime soon. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's it's just 
the fault is all on her. And I think that part of the reason why this sucks so much for her and it feels so hard is because she knows that he's right. Like yeah. whenever he's telling her these things and, and, and all she, she at this in the episode, she didn't deny anything that he was telling her. She didn't refute any of his facts. All she did was tell him that he, you know, or try to remind him that he shouldn't be uh, seeking refuge in uh, a bottle, yeah. you know? And so, so he shouldn't be burying these things that way. And so every th- single thing that he said to her, she never turned it around. She never really fought back. She all just kind of took it and was fine with it. Right. And I, and I think I, I liked the way that played. I, yeah. I respect the, her character a little bit more for that. Yeah. But, but again, that criticism is 100% fair from him. You know, Th- that's, you know, like, especially with Laurel's character over the past couple years, like I think the, the thing that has kept me from relating to her so much is that she act has acted so irrationally and, has not acted in a way that I feel like real humans act, you know? And I think finally now they're kind of catching their stride and fixing some of those problems where she is behaving in a way that she should behave and that normally normal people behave. Yeah. You know, like I I mean, I guess normal people don't have sisters who are superheroes who die, but yeah, you know, in terms of keeping secrets from, from her family members, like under the guise of it's going to hurt his heart, you know, like he can't handle it. Like it's just, it's, it's ridiculous stuff, and I'm glad we're past it. We're moving yeah. past it, at least. Yeah, we're at least we're at least on the journey there to where uh, it may not be okay, like I said, for a while, but at least it's out in the open. At least everybody yeah. knows. Um, I did love the conversation with with him, where she, she said, "Even then, you knew I was on my way to the to the mask." And it, it's very true that early in, um, like, if you look at who Laurel was in season one. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting about that is like whenever I was watching recently, I mentioned last week that I'd watched a couple episodes from season one, the first five episodes or so. Um, and it's really interesting that that Laurel, the Laurel that we saw in the first few episodes of season one, first half of season one, I would mm-hmm. argue, is actually closer to the canary and to the fierceness that we see there. And even like in the first episode, she pulls some uh, self-defense moves on a guy. Right. And it actually is much more believable as a canary um, than she is in season two. Yeah. Um, and even was it maybe early in this season too. So it's, it's interesting that her character is finally now getting back on track to where she should have been from the beginning. Right. And, uh, and I love that they're kind of bringing that out and mentioning that and saying, Hey, right. you know, she's finally getting there. I mean, that's, that's a natural consequence we've talked about on the show before that she, you know, she was supposed to die at the, uh, the end of season one. Yeah. And, and so like, that's, you know, they didn't know what to do with her for a good season. Like, yeah. and so it's not an excuse. It's just a consequence of that. Yeah. You know that, okay, well now we're kind of getting her back to where mm-hmm. they were first writing her. This is what the character was supposed to be originally anyway. Like yeah. the f- tone it was supposed to have, it went off, tr- off tracks for so long. Yeah. Off um, the rails for yeah. a season and a half, two yeah. seasons. Another uh, parallel that I really liked in this episode was the parallel between um, current day Oliver trying to protect Thea and, um, past Oliver trying to protect Thea in different ways, um, obviously. Dude, he straight up murdered that dude. <laughs> I know. He straight up murdered a guy. <laughs> it was wild. Oh. The, I don't well, it's th- like I, I've had that, that point for a while where like past Oliver has had this, this these qualms about uh, torturing people and about killing people. And it's like that parallels nicely with the current day Oliver. But season one Oliver, whenever he returns to Starling City, it's he was just like destroying people left and right, not worrying about it, yeah. you know, where he would just 
just shoot arrows into guys, and it's like you know that he's not like shooting at their legs, right? You know, well, that, that's another thing I think I I liked about let's just take a sidestep and then come back to it. Yeah, but like that's another thing I liked about this episode was that the appeal of Arrow in season one is that he has this mission, he has this objective, he is taking out people who have failed the city, and that's what again what you felt you felt that in this episode whenever he. Uh, gets the message from his father, yeah, and that's whenever he kind of you know changes his ways. You know, like that was after you know he killed yep. this guy, but like that was kind of like the same mindset of like I'm just gonna eliminate these people. Yeah, they don't deserve to to live. Yeah, I think also you think I think he would have killed that guy whether he had recognized him or not. So oh, he yeah. would have found something to kill him over. He would have found a reason. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that that's just who that Oliver is at this moment. It's just he's descending into that uh, the darkness and in and into the the vengeful kind of Oliver that we we saw in season one. Yeah, and it's interesting. Like this, the you mentioned the the plot point of uh, of his dad and that whole thing. I think the underlying mystery um, of season one, where it's like you don't really know what's going on. There's there's these things that are said but not really said, mm-hmm. and I think that is is coming. To play more in the the flashbacks now too, and I really like that. Um, it kind of loses a little bit of its power because we already know what's going to happen. We already yeah. know how some of that plays out. Yeah, but um, it's nice to actually have that mystery back in our lives and and back into you know a plot line, right? Because it was really compelling, and yeah. it just is compelling. So. Um, yeah, I, I liked that as well. The thing that sucks is that now we have to head back to Hong Kong in the flashbacks. Like, I really would love to stay in Starling City and explore Laurel's relationship with Tommy more. Yeah. And honestly, like, okay, what are... We kind of saw the feelings that led um, Thea down that path. Like, yeah. But, like, what is she actually really dealing with here? Like, let's see her relationship with her mom and, and Moira. And just, I don't know, like, and Tommy even, you know, like, I, I want to... When I explore that, I'd love to explore more of Diggle's backstory yeah. in Starlane City during this time. Like, yeah, I super mean, interesting. As interesting as Oliver's five years away are, I imagine you know, I mean, think about how much happens in five years in anybody's life. Yeah, it's there's a lot of twists and turns and and ups and downs that happen within that time, and so to see that with these characters that we know and love would be really fun. Yeah. And again, I think we've mentioned before, whenever we've had flashbacks with like Diggle or Malcolm or whoever, that it doesn't have to be a flashback for Oliver. Like, yeah. it's it's. It's just as fun and just as uh, interesting to see what's going on in their lives. Right. Um, well, I think we mentioned last week, like, I don't think you need flashbacks anymore. Right. Like, it worked as long. And then, again, that kind of touches on what I was talking about earlier. It worked whenever it's a direct parallel between what's happening in that episode. Yeah. But whenever it doesn't, you don't need it. So here's something that I wanted to bring up. Um, like, we have so many tie-ins with, like, I, and I guess probably the writers have all these questions that they've asked where it's like, Oh, you knew more about the list or you knew more about the purpose. And so he has obviously has to find out at some point in the flashbacks. But my thought is that are we going to bring up the list again in current timeline? I would love to see that happen because there's a lot of these people that are on this list. It's a whole book, you know, and it's, I don't know Mm -hmm. if every page is filled out Mm -hmm. or what, but it's a whole book of people that we haven't dealt with for a while. Yeah. And so I would almost like to see that come like return. Right. Um, in some way, maybe they, they become more like brick or something like that. Some, something more vicious or more updated. Um, or maybe there's a, there's an being led by somebody other than Malcolm. Maybe there's this, this underworld of, uh, of, you know, I guess uh, 1% criminals right. <laughs> that is being led by somebody else, somebody new. Yeah. And we're just not involved in that because then none of them have money. That's what I was going to say. Like, it doesn't even have to be, you know, like I think um, 
Oliver spends so much of his time right now dealing with these very global kind of overarching villains like Slade and Malcolm, who are a threat to the entire city. Where or Roz or Roz, yeah, who's just a threat in general to, to the, the family, world. Well, to everything. Like, yeah, you know, and and so. Uh, the the beauty of the list is that it brings it it does bring it down to street level even um brick you know like he he his power expanded and he was a threat to the whole city maybe not the whole city but at least to the glades yeah. you know and um the beauty of like the list is that okay this is this guy is a threat because he just embezzles money from people like this right. guy is a threat because he has um he has uh basically underpaid all these workers you know like right yeah they seem petty but like um, these are people who are doing bad things and, um, they are failing the city. Yeah. And that I love. And like, those are the people that you need to drop all the snow from book Brooklyn on. Right. You can't say Malcolm Merlin, you failed the That's city. That's a reference to our main podcast oh, yes. this week, by the way. Yes. You should listen to Stan Target podcast, um, <laughs> in order to get that reference. But you know, like you can't say to Ra's al Ghul, like you have failed the city. Like, right. what is, you know, what you does that mean? You have failed this planet yeah i mean you know and so i i love getting the idea of getting back to okay let's take care of starling's problems it also gives you an end game it also gives you like you know there's a uh, there's a status bar depending on how many um names are left on the list mm-hmm. it gives you this like it gives you a uh almost a to-do i mean it's just a to-do list because it's like oh once all these people are taken care of then I guess we just got to maintain it. You yeah. know, you just got to keep it, keep crazy people from, you know, being jerks again. You well, know? like, you know, they're out working the streets every night, you know, yeah. arrow team arrow. And, you know, they're taking down robbers and all this kind of stuff. Okay. Well, like, okay. So we're dealing with the low level villains. What about the mid tier? Yeah. Mid, like the people on the list, yeah. you know, like, and if you're going to keep track of the, of the villainy in the city, why not start with the list? Like that's a good place to start. Yeah. Because because those people, obviously, they don't just all of a sudden wake up one day and go, oh, the arrow's in town. I'm yeah. going to stop doing bad things. Right. Anyway. the um, I'm also glad, speaking of secrets, I'm glad that Thea now knows that she killed Sarah and that Malcolm made her do it. Yeah, that's horrifying, it isn't is it? It is horrifying, and that was a painful scene to like, watch. It's just, just thinking about it now, it's just like, man, that would be horrifying to find out that your father who has returned to your life after not knowing it was, you know, and, and has basically made you kill a really good friend of yours. Mm-hmm. Kill I, them. I just, I love the, um, the consistency with Thea's character in terms of, she is always all about the truth and secrets and she doesn't care what the, she does care. Like she, um, just wants to know the answer to, uh, the truth. Like, you know, there's the truth question she asks you to tell her the truth. And if you don't, She's not happy. Yeah. And if you do, she's happy, even if the answer is horrible. Yeah. You know, like, but she, at least she respects you for telling her the truth. Exactly. And and that's been a consistency with her character from the very beginning. And I love that. You know? Um, Agreed. Uh, that being said, I'm also really, really happy to see her in a good place finally with Oliver. We have not seen her ever in a good place with Oliver. Yeah. Where there's nothing in between them. No really big secrets or anything. Obviously yeah. Oliver has secrets, but it's like, who cares about those he's always, right oh, now? He's, when he's addressed that, he's always yeah. going to have secrets. Like, oh, yeah. what's he going to do? Sit down and, and just tell them every second of his, his life. memoirs, dude. Right. Like, he's got to write his memoirs. I, I mean, I'm okay with him bringing up relevant information whenever he needs to bring it up. He brought like, you know, last season he brought up Slade way too late. Oh yeah. The fact that he knew who he was, you know, but you know, so he needs to be better about that, but I'm okay with him. Not like, 
hey, let's go have a two-week powwow, and I will tell you all my secrets. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, it was, cr- like, really interesting to see her fight Slade this time, too. Like where Yeah, the two-on-one. Where, where almost at the beginning, you forget that she has had a horrifying exchange with him. Like, mm-hmm. whenever he killed Moira in front of her and Oliver, yeah. it was absolutely terrifying. Right. And that was uh, half the reason why she wanted Malcolm... I would say more than half the reason why she wanted uh, Malcolm to train her because she felt so helpless in that situation. Yeah. She is no longer helpless. She fought back and she helped Oliver take him down. Like there was numerous times where I don't think Oliver would have gotten out of it if she hadn't helped. I think another thing that kicked him in, you know, the arm and stuff that impressed me about that was just the fact that, you know, you forget how terrifying Slade is and how much of a physical threat he is. Like he is, he has this. Uh, he has it out for oh Oliver. Gosh. He does not like Oliver. He just well, still wants to just destroy his life. Well, even whenever he leaves him in in the uh, in the, the cell or yeah. whatever, it's he's just toying with him. Oh yeah, like he's just toying with him and waiting for him to escape. He knew that they would escape. Yep, and he knew that that would happen. Oops. And he just waits on him, and then he says, "I'm gonna fulfill my promise." And it's like he's just gonna kill him. <laughs> it's just like he's no, he's, he's gonna, is just he's gonna kill everything he loves. Right, kill Thea. And then and then kill him. Kill him. Oh my gosh! And he will not stop. Like he's killed his his mom. He's taken away. He took help take away his company. Like he has destroyed several things in Oliver's life, and yeah. he's not gonna not done. Oh, dude, no, it's not over. And like seeing him this episode, and whenever we were on the island with him, and uh, Oliver kind of like goes, "I'm going for a walk." It's like I knew where he was going. Oh, it's man. like yeah. it's like you just know. Yeah. And uh, and then whenever he goes down there. It was just, it was something out of like a, a thriller, like a horror movie where you're just like, you just know he's not under those blankets. I know, dude. <laughs> um, it was a cringeworthy scene whenever Oliver had to dislocate Thea's oh. arm in order to get out of the cell. Oh. That was insane. Oh. I did not like it. Oh, dude. Oh, oh, I don't yeah. even know, man. Yeah, that's all we need to say about that. Yeah. Okay. Cl- uh, refresh my memory. Yeah. Who is the other villain in that prison? Nobody yet. We've killed all the others. Nope. That's not true. Is there somebody else who's in there? They referenced, you know, she asked, are we the only people here? And Oliver said, it's another, but he, I don't think he'd be of any use. Like, there's another villain that they've put in there with Slade. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. You want to look it up real quick? You want me to look it up? I'll look look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah. So, like, there's, uh, let's talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um. I uh, I also wanted to touch on um, the moment whenever uh, Oliver is in Queen Consolidated. Um, number one, I thought it was really cool. You know, like um, he finds that note to him, and then he finds that note to Thea. I want to know, like, did Thea get the same message? Um, and if so, did she ever see it from her father? Um, the second thing is. I loved Felicity's conversation with herself. That was hilarious. And it was hilarious whenever she walks away and she's like, man, I have to stop talking to myself. (laughs) It was really, really funny. And, you know, I don't know if Oliver remembered her later. Yeah. You know, but like, it's just, it was a cool, it was a cool nod, like to what she was doing at that time. Uh, It also makes me wonder, like, like, if, if, um, what, what was their stepdad's name? Um, Oh, if you hadn't mentioned it just now, I would have been able to tell you. Oh, what is his name? I can't remember. I'll, I'll think about it. You would think that he would be the one using that office at that point, and he was whenever Oliver finally comes back, but it looked like it was still 
uh, decorated as um, Robert Queen's, that's his name, right? Robert, Robert Queen's office. And, uh, and I don't know why it was like, you know, because if it's being used by someone else, you still got pictures and this looks like the same wooden desk and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. It just seemed kind of weird that, um, it would be there. We don't know who it is. Are you sure? Um, I'm pretty sure they're saying that it could be that in the flash crossover back during the flash crossover, uh, Oliver sent captain boomerang, um, somewhere sent him away to the island once he was captured. So logically, he must be the other helpful villain. So it might be Captain Boomerang. Okay. So it might be him because they sent him away somewhere. Um, But as far as that goes, I don't know if anybody really knows. So, I mean, maybe that's something something that happens in the flashbacks that we don't know about yet. Um, Maybe it's something that's coming up either later this season or next season in the flashbacks where we put someone away there. Who is Digger Harkness? That is uh, Captain Boomerang. It's Captain Boomerang. Well, that's what. what so this is an IGN review. Uh, Looks like they're saying that that's who it was. Yeah, I mean that's that's who this is saying it possibly could be, but it could be. I mean, honestly, if I don't know if it's not him though, it could be somebody else. Oh, I mean, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, that's true. It could be it, somebody from the flashbacks because they had to install that sometime. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't have to be. Um, someone that Oliver necessarily put there it has to be someone that Argus put there. Right. So, I mean, right. I, yeah, that's true. And I guess it's possible, but I mean, honestly, I mean, if it is Digger, it makes perfect sense. And honestly, it doesn't him. really matter. It's a no. tease for some other episode. Like who knows? Yeah. Um, and honestly, this show does a really good job of like covering its bases as evidence this episode by them basically going to Starling city because of one line of dialogue from back in season, I think two, yeah. um, where he's talking to Diggle. Um, right. so yeah, I mean, it's, it, they do a really good job of covering their bases. So I think it's probably, uh, Captain Boomerang yeah. just cause he's, you know, he's there. Yeah. Um, so as far as like the, the Oliver Thea thing goes, it's nice to see them together. I also think Thea hating Malcolm now makes so much more sense. Oh yeah. Like she's finally seen him for who he really is. And it's like, while Oliver, um, knows they have to work with him, I, like he mirrors those feelings. Um, and so it's nice to see her not like, Oh, Markham's not such a bad guy. It's like, yeah. cause like as the audience, it was frustrating to say, if you only knew, yeah. you know, dude. And whenever, whenever Malcolm found out that Oliver had told Thea, he was pissed. Oh dude, he was so he mad. Was not I thought happy. he was going to like hit him or something oh, like turn, man. turn around and like there was flip out at vein on his forehead, just oh, bulging. He was and I think like, he like even like hesitated. Like he was about to, you know, about to turn around and hit Oliver, man. He was like, he should not Woo. have told you that. <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, what do you expect, dude? Yeah. You're I a mean, horrible, horrible person. Yeah. You are straight up evil. <laughs> And you can't even say you did it for a good reason. What a jerk. Well, I mean, we've talked about that a number of times. Like, you know, or she says, oh, I, did, I did it because I'm your father and because I love you. It's, it's like, like no, stupid. you do not. This is, this is like, like, what kind of crazy love is this? Chris, I made you a murderer because I love you. Yes. Well, thank you, what? John. Thank you. I feel very loved because of that. I'm <laughs> oh, going to go to jail now. Yeah. Um, I, I also, I, I really think it's interesting and I'm, I'm interested to see whenever she ends up talking to Roy. I mean, Roy has a very similar situation yeah. and, uh, I really think that that could help out and build their relationship a little bit, a little bit more. And I, I'm, I would like to see that. In that he so. was manipulated to do things, something he didn't want to see. Yeah. Or, and or and manipulated to kill people, yeah. you know, whenever he was under the, uh, the Marikuru. Yeah. So. I, I agree. I would like to see Roy's character, uh, kind of develop with, 
um, with Laurel, or, sorry, not Laurel, with Thea a little bit more. Like that's the thing. Like he was introduced as um, as someone connected to Thea, and then we kind of lost that connection uh, last season. Yeah, and it's it's cool to kind of see that relationship grow back again. However, I didn't like how they started doing that, where he disagrees with Thea all the yeah, time. Yeah, like let's try to get away from that, where it's just he's he's just in it to well, say in that be case, a yes man for Thea, or like yes man for anybody. I feel like he's Oliver's yes man. He's Thea's yes man. Yeah. Like whoever he's like, yeah, I'm gonna follow them. Like in, whoever he's closest to at the moment, yeah. he's their yes man. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I do love his character though, man. It's yeah. it's just he's he's so he's got a, a lot of uh of meat on the bones as far as like a uh development goes. Like he, you know, being on the streets and it, that sort of thing. Yeah. So um we didn't see him at all this episode. Nope. Like at all. No, and, and I'm okay. We didn't need yeah. to see him. No, we, we didn't need to see him at all. Like and and like I said, like in the flashbacks, you know, when him going back to Starling City, it would like it would, it feels real super hokey if he sees every single Everybody. person. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that would be really funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean and I'm glad he saw Felicity, but yeah, you're right. It would have would have been a little bit much if we'd seen Roy. And I don't think he he Oliver didn't even see Laurel. We just kind of saw, we saw her. We saw her in the flashbacks. Right, right. And there because it was that through line that parallel. Um, is that pretty much everything from the episode? I think that's it. Let's talk about the previews for next episode. I didn't see the previews see for them. next episode. All right, if you don't want to be spoiled for next episode, I'm going to watch ahead. them right now. No, don't watch them right now. Okay. All right. So, uh, we, <laughs> well, the previews included. Um, uh, Ray Palmer in his Adam suit, completed Adam suit. Boom. Yeah, so that's pretty pretty insane. Um, and it looks like we're uh, we're getting closer to uh, a confrontation with Roz. So we're seeing assassins in the city, basically. Maybe. 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 Maybe not. Mm. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see this showdown happen. I was curious if we would see him in the suit. Um, and then whenever we finally saw the promo thing, I was like, yeah, okay, we'll finally see him in the suit. The, 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 what role is he going to play, though? I don't know. And I don't how know. is this going to affect the Team Arrow? Because that's the only thing that really matters. Yeah, I, I don't know, and I don't I don't know. And because he hasn't been in the last, like, three or four episodes, I don't know that. Right now, I don't care. Right. Like, I don't care about Ray Palmer, and I, and I don't know if they've made a good case for him because they've never shown his motivations. He is a character very similar Um to oh uh, I can't remember her name from last season. Oh my gosh, um, the person Summer Glau played. Yes, what was the character's name? Oh uh, yeah, I don't remember. I mean uh, Rochef. Yeah, Isabel Rochef. I don't. I don't think he's, uh, he's. He's similar to her in this way. Let me make that this comparison. Okay. In that, at this point, we haven't seen like at, at this point in the season, we haven't seen a real reason to care about that person a bunch. Like, I mean, it's, it, we were wondering, oh, wonder what she's up to. And that's about the extent of where I'm at now, where it's like, where, <laughs> what's he been doing the last three episodes? But other than that, I don't really see him moving into the plot in a super big way. Yeah. Like, well, this is the other thing too. His, his story has been so ancillary to the, the main plots of these stories. Right. That why all of a sudden is he getting entwined in it other than he has this misguided notion that he wants to be the city's savior. And maybe he just inserts himself into the the problem, you know, and inserts himself into this battle somehow. Yeah, I mean, I, and again, that the whole like relationship with him and Felicity, and like that's gonna affect Team Arrow somehow. That is gonna conflict with whatever Team Arrow is doing, and yeah. so that's gonna be interesting to see and figure out how that's gonna play out. I really hope that uh, that it isn't 
super overdone or super, you know, super focused on. Yeah. But it, if it's just there and it works into the plot in a smooth way. Yeah. I'm good with it. I also hope that they don't pull an Isabel Rochef and that, okay, well, now we know that whenever you don't know a character's motivations, they're always going to turn up, turn out bad. To be a bad you know? guy. Yeah, like... That's true. That's a, that's a cheat, and I don't that's like really that. That's really true. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't like... You know, it's like you're trying to you're trying to trick us, but you're not really tricking us, you know? Right. Because like, we kind of see this coming. Yeah. And... Uh, you have a tell. Yeah, exactly. I don't want that to be their tell, because I, I don't want that to be the case necessarily with Ray. I just want a more developed character that we can trust at least his motivations. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and if we have, I guess, guy running around in a super suit in the city, I mean, I, I don't know that Oliver would be okay with that. No, definitely not. <laughs> no, I don't, don't see him being like, yeah, this guy's cool. No, no, not at all. He hasn't been okay with basically every single team member or every single good guy. Oliver has had a problem well, with it for at least one episode. And does, and does Ray Palmer see the arrow as, um, someone, who is helping the city. If he doesn't, know. he will see him as a threat and That's he'll true. want to take him out. That's true. And again, we just don't know his, uh, his motivations. They may have both have the best intentions, but we see how intentions go with Malcolm. Yeah, you know, that's true. Anyway, that's it for this week. Okay. So how many hoods do we give this? Oh man, I give this five hoods, five hoods, five out of five. Woo. That's, that's a lot of hoods. I feel it's like there should hoods. be like a big, like applause and like confetti should rain down. Yeah. I should get on that installing the confetti. <laughs> yes. For the please, room. please do that. I want I want that next week. That would be so bad. Small like, little arrow confetti. <laughs> They're shaped like They're arrows. Shaped like arrows. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Um, I'm gonna give it four and a half hoods. All right. Um, so yeah. Cool. Do you have yeah. any a short number of quotes? Yes, I have a short number of quotes. I only got the best this time. All right. All right. Uh, only the best. All right. So we have uh, <laughs> Oliver and uh, Thea having a conversation at the very beginning of the episode. Really good. Uh, he says, "Did you uh, did you learn all this in eight months?" And she says. Malcolm's a good teacher. And then she like does something and he says, did he teach you to cheat? And she says, uh, he said, there's no such thing as cheating, only life and death. And Oliver goes, he's not wrong. And I just liked how like that played in comparison to like the rest of the arc of the episode. Mm -hmm. um, whenever they ended up not killing Slade, mm -hmm. someone who arguably deserves oh, yeah, for sure. to, to potentially not be around anymore. He, he, he failed the island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we have Slade, and this was a horrifying line, and I love it. It's a, it's a replay of a line, but he says, You think I won't get out of here? You think I won't kill those you care for? Well, I keep my promises, kid. I keep my promises! Yes. And that, was, oh, that was from last season. That was from last season, yeah. yeah that was whenever he was... I loved how that played like a, uh, like a, <laughs> a thriller there, where it just yeah. echoes in his mind as he realizes he's yeah. not in here. Yeah. Um, before, before he even was revealed as not being in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then in the, in the flashbacks, we have Oliver, uh, who, whenever, whenever, uh, Maceo tells him, he's like, well, what are, you know, anybody could have recognized you. And he says, yeah, I pulled my hoodie down over to cover my face. And he says, yeah, that wouldn't even work. Even if you had smeared grease paint all over your face. Yep. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> that was a good, good little reference. Yes. Gives Oliver the idea. See. Yeah, for the grease paint. For the grease paint. <laughs> At least we know what it's made of now. Grease. Grease. Is, 
even harder to get off How your face. Does that get off of your face. Oh man. Well, I guess anybody with a super soaker would be able to find out your identity if it was water soluble. That's that's true. So. Well, no, grease is not water soluble. No, I'm that's saying the whole like point. no, I'm saying if it was a water based oh, like paint. Oh, I was thinking like makeup. You just need makeup remover or something. You that's know? true. Spray that with a water gun on his face, and you'd know his identity back in the no, day. No, no, no. It's <laughs> it's harder to take off makeup than that. <laughs> oh man. All right, and then we have. Slade, who says, how many people can Oliver Queen lose before there is no more Oliver Queen? Mm-hmm. That was a good one. And the last one, we have Thea, who says to Malcolm, she says, I will work with you to stop Roz because that's what my brother says we need to do. So I'll be your student. I will be your partner. Even if I have to, I will be your soldier. But never again will I be your daughter. Mm. And they, they did, in fact, reference that the only secret really that's left on the show is to tell Oliver or to tell Laurel that it was Thea who killed Sarah. Apparently, that hasn't been dealt with. We had proposed after that episode that it was pretty ambiguous whether or not they had told her. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we know they didn't tell her that it was Thea. Do they need to tell her? I don't know that they do, but that is the one secret left on the show. And so like, I, what I hope doesn't happen is they make a big deal about that particular secret. Yeah. Um, whenever for the next year. Yeah. For the next year, like whenever they could just really easily take care of this and be like, Malcolm's the bad guy. Yeah. Cause it's like, it makes, it only makes sense. Was Laurel around at the time whenever Roy was dealing with some of this? I don't think she was. No. Was she? And, and this is the thing. So they, she's never encountered this type of situation. Uh, I, I it was, I was kind of like, I was kind of foggy on Oliver's reasoning behind telling Thea not to um, tell Laurel because he said, you know, because you're so close. Like, we never saw them super close. I don't know that they're really that close. But that's what he said. That's but what I, I just think he's trying to protect Laurel. No, I agree. Just like he does with everybody. I agree with that. Um, and I, I don't know that that's, a, you know, right now is a perfect time to deal with that in her life. Like, he's all about, you know, like, yeah, if it doesn't need to be said, don't say it. Right. But it's not always the best option. Right. Um, then again, I don't think with the stuff that she's doing with now with her father, that, that telling her now would help. No, I don't think it would help. But, uh, but I think that whenever we end up facing down with Roz, yeah, it, her it, knowing that it provides might, additional motivation. Right. Although it's, it, would she blame Roz? I don't think so. No, no, no. She blame Merlin. What I'm saying is Roz is going to have ammunition against Team Arrow it, because, like, if he really knows or if he finds out, uh, then I really think he'll. I mean, he'll he'll have additional ammo to un, like destabilize their unit. I mean, I, and like that would be really frustrating. I think that that Malcolm. I I I almost think that Roz knows who actually killed her because otherwise, why would Malcolm be so intent that? They are trying to kill both of them. I don't know. And why would that assassin try to kill her last week? You know, like well, other than to try to kill all of the line, like the family. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, that just seems weird. But yeah, um, I think this is whenever I think they could let her know. You defeat Roz, and then you have to deal with Malcolm in some way. Yeah, and at that point, you tell Laurel. Malcolm is the one who made. Um, Thea kill yep. Sarah yep. and just let her go. <laughs> then there's motivation for her to, to help you take out Malcolm. Right. I like it. I like it. Well, that's Woo. it for this week. You can find our uh, our main podcast and our Flash on Target podcast yeah. online at stayontargetpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at Chris Wright 250 and John Wright 777 and at stayontargetpod. 
on our main podcast this week. We're talking about lots of things, um, some movie news, some games news, some TV news. Um, a pick of the week. A pick of the week. Lots of stuff. The, the snowpocalypse in Nashville yes. of uh, 2015. Well, basically almost the entire like Midwest to East Coast. This is true. Yes. Um, so, yeah, you can find us there. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Arrow, Arrow on Target. On Target.